back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and joined with me is Harrison on the board as well as Toby Liang from the men's Huskers gymnastics team. And over the break, we talked a little bit about a mix of things, but one thing that I wanted to bring up was, Toby, you said that you were an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. Why do you think that is? What things are you going to, like, wanting to do? How does that relate to your sport? Um, so, I don't know. It just gets boring. A sport gets boring when there's no, like, adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Or if it doesn't get your heart pounding. So, like, back when um I was in club gymnastics, me and my teammates would practice high bar for, like, two hours every day. What age is this? Mm, like, anywhere between 13 to 18. Okay. But we would just get up on high bar and chuck new stuff every day just because it gets our heart pounding and then the feeling of catching that just crazy the gym's wild lots of energy what age did you like did your parents get you into gymnastics did you just kind of like figure out like that was your niche or yeah because like, you're when did this start? 13 doing that stuff so when did you really start getting into the gym i think it start. i mean it started early on like five years old mm-hmm. i would be on my mom's bed like jumping trying flips okay and like climbing on the walls on the fridge <laughs> and my mom actually wanted me to do swimming and my dad wanted me to play soccer but I was in gymnastics while I did all those other sports, so mm-hmm. I just would not commit to those other sports. And just I'd do, like, cartwheels on the soccer field and just, like, totally dissociate from other sports. So that's how I knew, like, gymnastics was for me. Was there a point where your parents even, like, started to recognize, like, he's really, really good at gymnastics? I think that started around, like, probably third grade where, oh, wow. like, I kind of outgrew the gym I was in that was built more for just, like, like club gymnastics, like, teeny like, you know, everybody does gymnastics as, like, a kid. Like, people yeah, come right. up to me and be like, I did gymnastics as a kid. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, once I grew out of that gym, I knew gymnastics was, like, the sport I was doing. And my parents definitely knew. And they invested a lot into that. And so I'm very grateful for that. That's <laughs> awesome to have. It's always cool, when, like, when parents, like, fully kind of support. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. They start just... learning it with you. And you're like, oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, what was that like? Kind of your parents. Because did your parents have, um, you know, what was their familiarity with gymnastics before you started really getting involved? None at all. <laughs> okay, actually. so let's talk about <laughs> that. What was that for them? Kind of learning the sport as you were obviously progressing uh, in a great way with it. It's actually very difficult. I think one of the main reasons people don't watch gymnastics because they don't understand it. Yeah, I say the same thing about wrestling. Yeah, you know, it's a great sport, but if you don't understand the point scoring, it's, it's hard, hard to keep up. It's really hard to keep up. But no, like um, once I started like excelling at gymnastics. My mom would make fun of the skill names and stuff, like say Jabberwocky, because a lot of the skill names are named after like people's last names that can kind of get weird. So mm-hmm. it's very uh, difficult to keep up. But my mom does a good job. Did Have you- they made it up for an event here at Nebraska yet? What's that? Have they made it up to Nebraska to watch one of your events yet? Yeah, they were there during senior night. Okay, so. awesome. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. incredible. I can see why that moment was so awesome for you too. Yeah, then. my whole family there is sick. That's so sweet. Did you expect that you were going to go to college to do gymnastics? Um, when I was a kid, no, I would have never expected to be here doing gymnastics. But, um, like during my junior and senior season, that's when I was like, oh, this is can become like a reality. Mm-hmm. Were there any other schools you were thinking about? I took trips to Ohio State and here. And then after I went on my trip here, I canceled all of my other trips. So oh, I was like, really? I'm coming here. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad, but I wasn't going to waste other universities time and money. So 
Dang. That's a very responsible thing to do. <laughs> yeah, my coach kind of convinced me too. Shout out, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're happy you're here, and you've definitely made a difference on the team. So, Thank yeah. You. What was it uh, that John necessarily kind of told you, or you know, really got you to buy in on that? You're like, yeah, I'm, let me go ahead and cancel everything else. Like, I'm, I'm convinced this is the spot for me. It wasn't so much that he told me anything, but just like his heart, and like I could tell he cared. Okay. And like comparing him to other head coaches at other universities like he didn't rush me to commit or anything like that so what was the biggest thing for you when you were deciding on committing to nebraska he talked about it was more just kind of showing that true personality and just being real uh, what was that for you megan i agree like i think at nebraska like the coaches are very honest and they're actually very caring about you as a person and not just as an athlete like my coach like if something's wrong like he's gonna like ask me about it like if I'm having a bad workout, like he cares about like me and my feelings, not just how my performance is. So mm -hmm. like, I feel like the coaching staff and the faculty and just everyone cares more about us and that we have just so much to be blessed with here. Now I, I'm going to ask you a question. Like obviously don't drop names or schools, but have you ever been on uh, like, cause you're talking about, you know, I think those are coaches. You'd, obviously the obvious answer, you want to be real with the student athletes, but mm -hmm. have you ever been on a recruiting trip or even uh, via text message emails where you just weren't really getting that respect you thought? Um, what was kind of that feeling when you had a recruiting process that necessarily weren't feeling like you were getting the full attention or full respect? When coach kept calling me the wrong name on a visit. No wow. way. And like right when I was in a meeting with him, he was like, he was like, I don't remember what. It wasn't like even close to my name. And he's like, we really want you here. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, Are you kidding me? He gives but, you the papers to sign, has yeah. like Samantha Smith Literally. on there. Literally. <laughs> no, my mom was so yeah. disgusted. I was like, yeah, we're out of here. But that's, yeah. how, that's how you know, yeah. Man, that's a tough one. Is there anything, I mean, that's pretty well. I wasn't expecting that. Is there anything close like that even happened to you? Then no one's called me the wrong name. No, no, <laughs> no called me the wrong name. But gymnastics is a lot smaller, so I could understand how that might happen. But no, like other schools would like sugarcoat the university mm. and like non-stop text me and like i'd be at like like uh, national team camps and they'd text me like you have to commit tonight or they'd give me like a week to commit they'd be like you have to commit in this time frame and then they'd call me the next day and just be like psych tonight you have to commit tonight oh, oh so give me an answer yes moving or no. that timeline on so yeah, very, to get you commit. yeah very pressured is that so a common like, practice have you experienced any of that okay well i haven't had like pressure to like commit but like one coach told me he wasn't going to tell me how much money i was going to get unless i committed wow what? that's so like, that's kind of like yeah but hey that's the world of college college athletes that's right? where i get upset with the nil stuff because i'm like that is you can't i don't like that well it's like scholarship <laughs> like you don't know how much scholarship you get unless mm -hmm. you commit so like it's kind of like a lose thing but, yeah mm -hmm. it's a gamble for sure gamble, yes it's just it's just kind of odd to me that's the system no, you kind of you kind of got to gamble i mean it makes sense the scholarship we can't gamble we're athletes actually we talked about this yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, no Good wagering point. or hazing. We'll see what exactly. happens with Iowa State and their whole scenario. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I just feel like that one's such a common sense thing. Like mm -hmm. to jeopard, jeopardize yourself in any shape or form by gambling yeah. on your own games. Like, man, that's a scholarship. that You might not be able to go play football at that university anymore. It, it always just blows my mind. Yeah, it's just not worth it. No, mm -hmm. not at all. But we got a little bit of time left. I kind of want to talk about you. Um, obviously, it's early on, but what do you feel like the strengths are of this current roster? You know, obviously going through workouts, but what are you really looking forward to come January when you guys really can get to work? Ah, uh, well, this like class that we just recruited was huge in the world of gymnastics. There were so many people. I think like 60, 70 people, and we got probably the top five. Oh, the top five on our team. <laughs> so we have a lot of talent, and all we need now is to just 
keep grinding, keep working, put our head down, and just not focus on the other team but ourselves. And what's the one thing from last year that you guys feel like you can definitely improve on, whether it's something as simple as just consistency? Um, I think the mindset can improve a lot from last year. Going into, like, a lot of our competitions last year, we would uh, bet on other teams to fall or hate on other teams, which Mm -hmm. is not something I like to do during a competition. I like to keep a high spirit, cheer on every team, do our work, and then the results will show. Absolutely. And uh, I want to ask you this, because I feel like every gymnast is a little bit different. Uh, So when you get your orders, are you one of those people that likes to be in front of the order, in the back of the order, or just right in the middle? Oh, for lineup? Yep, for lineup. It depends on what event. It definitely varies for events. Okay. Like Palma Horse, I would not like to be first at all. Really? Why is that? Because the first person kind of sets the tone. Okay. And personally, I'm not very comfortable doing Palma Horse. (laughs) So I'd like... I don't know, like a Palmore specialist to start us off on a good flow, and then I'd come in like second or third or something. Okay. But floor, I'm confident, so I'd like to do floor first. So, and then, uh, is that kind of how they, like, organize those lineups? What are they really looking for? Because obviously you still want a strong closer, but mm-hmm. when you're putting that together, what is, you know, the kind of the coach's mindset on, we want to get this lineup uh, just as stable as possible? Usually, you put the two most consistent guys at the beginning and the end, and then everybody else in the middle. Okay, and then in the middle, is it just kind of whoever's comfortable, or does it make much difference, or how do they go about that? Um, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. <laughs> I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, that's all good. Because uh, we have had uh, Kinsey Davis, and she always brings guests on, and they talk about that mm-hmm. a lot, uh, about that lineup. And it is a really big mental factor for some of them on where they yeah. sit on that lineup. You know, if they're not necessarily comfortable going last and they got to sit there and wait and wait and wait and stay mm-hmm. warm. Uh, a lot of people can't perform while doing that. If you're in the back, does that bother you at all? Not really. Okay. I just try to keep warm, you know, stretch on the side. But like another thing, another factor that goes into lineups is like how many events you compete and where you are in the previous lineup. So like if you go last on floor, obviously you don't want to go first on palm horse cause it's like a race. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, that's where I was for my, uh, most recent competition they put me up last on floor and then i ran over did my one touch and i had to compete formal so okay, i definitely nice. don't like doing that i don't like feeling <laughs> rushed in my work what about you megan when it comes to your events obviously you don't have any choice at all but are you one of those people that you want your events to come earlier in the day or do you kind of stress out if you got to wait around and stay tense it kind of depends on like what the event is i'd say but like if it's like heat wise i'd rather be in the first seat than like the last heat so yeah because yeah you're just warm just get it over with okay yeah Absolutely. Well, we are. Do you want to go to break now? We go to break now. We got about five more minutes before we wrap this one up here. I wasn't sure if you had something extra you want to ask him. Let's go to break. Go to break. Yeah. Okay. We'll get the billboard designs on the next one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, this is Speed and Power. We've got one more segment left with Toby Liang and obviously the host Megan Walker. We'll catch you guys on the other side.